It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fun show lined up today. Thank you so much for joining us. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. We're going to be joined by Dylan Ballard uh, for the majority of today's show with Borderline Sports and a Sea of Blue. Give us Kentucky's perspective of this matchup that's just a few days away. I can't believe it. Auburn football is almost here. First thing, though, you know, and this is normally part of something that happens for SEC Media Days. Obviously, COVID limited that from happening. I kind of thought we'd get a virtual version of it, but it didn't happen. Auburn finished or picked to finish third in the SEC West, which sounds better than like when we talked to Phil Steele. He had um, he had Auburn at at fifth. We were like, what? What are you doing, Phil? What are you doing? So we had, uh, yeah, so Alabama and LSU are picked to finish first and second, then Auburn, then Texas A&M fourth, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, and then Arkansas is at the bottom of the division. So that is better. I still question, at least when you put A&M above Auburn, you're like, okay, here's upside. I don't see it with LSU. I just, you know, we, we've talked about this throughout the remainder of the offseason. I don't necessarily see it with LSU this year, but it is what it is. Also, Bo Nix was not selected um, in the preseason SEC team. Kyle Trask, and uh, Dylan mentions Kyle Trask a little bit in the, uh, in the interview in just a few minutes here, but of course from Florida is the first team quarterback, then Kellen Mond of Texas A&M, and then Mac Jones um, is third. The guy who threw two pick sixes against Bo Nix's team. But, all right, that's fine. Bo doesn't care about this stuff. If anything, he's going to use it as motivation. This could be a good thing. Uh, don't mean to be a sunshine pumper here, but it could actually be a good thing. I'm just so ready to actually let the kids strap it up and let's go. And we are so close. We are so close. All right, so in just a moment, Dylan Ballard with Borderline Sports and a Sea of Blue is going to join us. Guys, if you missed it and if you have not ordered this yet, you need to go to homefieldapparel.com. Homefield, they are the best in the business when it comes to vintage college football gear. It's all officially licensed, and it's the most comfortable apparel that you're going to own. I promise you. I promise you. I can give you my personal testimony on that, and so they've got a lot of really cool Auburn stuff that came out on uh, on the twelfth, which I was about to say is last weekend, but uh, yeah, I guess it was two weekends ago. But incredible quality, incredible product at HomeFieldApparel.com, and you can get twenty percent off this awesome, unique historical design that they have of Auburn gear. Twenty percent off. Use promo code Auburn A U B U R N at HomeFieldApparel.com. Twenty percent off your first purchase. Of any Auburn gear, promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, at homefieldapparel.com. Today's show also brought to you by our network sponsor, rockauto.com. No one is making things easier than rockauto.com when it comes to ordering 
your car parts for your car, truck, or SUV. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Head over to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto parts and body parts for hundreds of uh, manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to, uh, I mean, even carpet for your vehicle. And it's delivered directly to your door. So, Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn. And then how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. We are now joined by Dylan Ballard. He covers Kentucky for Borderline Sports and A Sea of Blue. Dylan, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Hey, we can't complain. We can't complain at all. So I'm sure you guys have been um, dissecting this matchup um, for weeks. It uh, feels like uh, <laughs> the full off season, but... Um, we're excited about it here in Auburn. Uh, it's, I think the biggest question on our end is what is, uh, what is Kentucky's defense going to do to stop Bo Nix and this Gus Malzahn, Chad Morris new type of offense that we're kind of waiting to see? I think really, man, if you look at the way this defense is dissected, I think it's really the strong suit of the Kentucky team. Uh, I know that, like you said, what are we going to do to stop Bo Nix? I think the Kentucky strong suit is in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Kentucky really pretty much is the secondary that last year in passing touchdowns uh, and passing yards both ranked second in the nation only to Trail Clemson. And then the secondary at, returns everybody back. And then they add a transfer from LSU, uh, Calvin Joseph, also known as uh, Bossman Fat. And then they also are captain of our defense last year. Devontae Robinson was out the entire year with an injury. He plays safety. And then you add him back and return everyone else in that secondary. And I really think that that's going to be the, the secondary is going to be the strong suit of our team. You have Yusuf Corker, who is amazing, who is uh, going to be an all SEC player again, I feel like. And I uh, saw some bright spots from Brandon Eccles. Uh, a lot of the, you guys probably don't know these names, but the secondary, I think, is going to be the big key. If they can keep up the consistency that they had last year uh, with some of the same guys. Uh, another thing, only question I really have on the Kentucky defense is. Um, at that middle linebacker position because uh, Kentucky uh, lost their starting middle linebacker, Chris Oates, out for the season. Uh, but they've got a guy named Jamin Davis who's stepping in there, and I think he is going to be the young superstar. We saw some flashes last year of him being really good. But this defense is the strong suit of the team. Mark Stoops is a defensive-minded coach. Uh, Brad White is our defensive coordinator. He's doing a great job. I think Kentucky's defense is one of the most underrated in the SEC. A lot of people know us for our offensive line. Um and how we run the ball, but I think that the defense is going to be really good. And I think one of the matchups that I'm really intrigued to see is how this defensive line does. Quentin Bohanna is going to—he's an all-defensive player on the defensive line. And I personally think, no offense to you guys, I'm not throwing off, but I think I think the offensive line is where your questions lie on that Auburn team, as I've dissected it. So one of the matchups I'm really wanting to see is how they handle Quentin Bohanna, who's one of the best D tackles in the league, and how they're going to ha- handle uh, Boogie Watson coming off the edge uh, because. I honestly do think Auburn has a lot of strengths. I think that they they're more talented in the overall matchup, but I do think the big question is going to be y'all's offensive line. So uh, they, we have two really really good guys coming off the coming off the, one coming off the center and one coming off the edge. So I really wonder how that offensive line is going to hold uh, those guys back. Because if I'm not mistaken, you guys lost a little bit on the offensive line, didn't you? Uh, uh, yeah, I think you guys. Yeah, we we yeah, I think we definitely guys, did. I, I think and you you're definitely like not the only starter. person who's worried. Uh, about the offensive line holding up. Um, yeah, so that's the only question I have on the offensive team. Bo Nix is a problem. This kid's a very young, talented guy, soft flashes, and maybe him being one of the best players in the country last year. Uh, but I think the secondary is going to be one of our strong suits. 
So I think the thing to watch for is how he hits those like cross, crossing patterns across the middle of the field, playing things like that with a little bit of unexperience in uh, a few of those linebacker positions. Uh, but other than that, man, I really think that Kentucky's defense is going to stay strong this year. It's just I think that's, I want to watch that offensive-defensive line matchup. So I have two questions back-to-back. I don't want to forget the second one, so I'm going to ask them both. First of all, it sounds like no one really scares you on the Auburn offense at all. I mean, you mentioned right there at the end, like Bonex could hit some passes, but it doesn't sound like there's anyone else that you're really worried about. Second of all, um, you're speaking very, very highly of the defense and especially the defensive line. Is that what you would consider the strength of this Kentucky team? I would consider the strength to be the secondary. I, I would consider the, the key to watch it in this game the defensive line, just because I think Auburn's questions lie in the offensive line. I do I do think that secondary is really good. They may have me mistaken. But I think most of all, though, on this Auburn, I, I probably should, I probably talked it up different than I should have. But I think I think my question, the, the person I'm worried about most is going to be Bo Nix. I think the kid's got a crazy good arm. I think he's very accurate. I, I like Bo Nix a lot. Uh, a lot of people are giving Kyle Trask the big talk-up. I think Bo Nix is probably the best quarterback in the SEC. And that does worry me. But I do think the strong point on this team is the secondary. And then I do think that the inner defensive line is really good. And it's really deep. Kentucky has recruited really well there the last few years. And I don't even think we really get enough credit. I mean, the way this defense has held up over the last few years. I mean, just two seasons removed. I mean, that 10-3 and three team that we had, uh, it was that defense was a strong suit on that spot. Last sure. year, we held, teams, we held teams to low points. I mean, Kentucky's won some games the last few years, but we also still have that stigma from what Kentucky used to be in the past. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, this team's in in every season ranked now, and they've you know we've won, we've been going winning eight. Now I mean that's not a lot for you guys, but we've been winning eight, nine, ten games every year, uh, and I think that's all been held together by the defense. And I think that that's that's the thing that I think lies strong. But I do have questions for us, like I said, in the linebacker core. Uh, but I do think that Bo Nix is the guy I'm most worried about on that offensive offensive line, offensive side of the ball. Right. I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of where that's where I think that the strong suit is. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Dylan, as far as, you know, there's been a lot of talk on our end about your quarterback, Kentucky's quarterback, um, Terry Wilson, obviously was hurt last year. You guys had an interesting situation going on there. But as far as this game goes, what's your confidence in in this guy? I know Auburn fans have kind of you know grabbed on to the Stoops quote, um, saying you know he hasn't been hit since uh, you know he's recovered from his injury. Uh, is that a concern at all? I mean, Auburn's defense they lost a lot, but it's been pretty good. Yeah. I think the questions for me do lie with Terry Wilson, and I think if, I, if any of the other UK media members heard me say that, they might would be really uh, skeptical of that. I, I'm high on Terry Wilson, but we haven't seen him. He looks strong in practices and the clips and the things that, that we've got to see on the media side of Kentucky's in. He looks really, really good, uh, but he hasn't been hit yet. Uh, 
We Joey Gatewood is our uh, who came from Auburn is supposed to be our backup. He is not cleared to play yet. Uh, so if something does happen, Terry gets injured. I have confidence in Terry's playing ability, and I think Kentucky has one of the best offensive lines in the country. I think that most people, like on your ESPNs or SEC networks, who look from the outside in, think it's the strength of our team. So I think he's going to get some protection. Uh, but I would consider, I would, I would, if I was Auburn fans, I would be uh, very uh, expectant of us to rely on the run game. We do have some really good running backs and things like that. Our question, we have some questions out wide. We have some unproven receivers due to the fact of us running the ball so much last year. So I think in the past game is where my questions lie for the offense. I think Terry's got good on his feet, but I also haven't seen him been hit yet. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's that's a question that I have. Um, that I think for me is a big personal question. How are we going to see how Terry does? What's the general feel from Kentucky's perspective? about this game like we said at the top of it we've been dissecting this from both of our respective sides here what's the confidence level in Kentucky coming down to Auburn and and winning in this weird season opener with you know limited fans and you know limited access to things what's the general feel on the Kentucky side of things I think as always Kentucky fans feel like we're being a little underrated you know what I'm saying we had you know we had a chance to win the East two years ago last year if we'd put Lynn Bowden in maybe two games earlier we we had a chance to win the East last year uh, I mean, we, we rolled off a bunch of wins and we're from having another 10-win season. Um, but I, I think that I think Kentucky fans are that not just because of Auburn, but that we're being a little underrated. I know I know the line. What's the line at now? Is it, is it, I think it was at nine and a half this morning when I checked. There may be I may be off on that, but um, we think that's a little high. You know what I mean? Auburn does look good, but they did lose a lot, and this team did return pretty much everybody but Lynn Bowden. Uh, you know, they've got three guys, three or four guys on the offensive line who are going to be drafted really high. Nothing against Auburn, but I just think this Kentucky team always gets underrated. I mean, even if you look, I know I'm saying this because it's our rival, Louisville was ranked six or seven spots ahead of them when we beat them by 50 last year, and they, they lost more than we did. I just think because of the, the stigma that Kentucky football held for so long, I just feel like that we're always underrated. Like, people are always not wanting to give us credit. But this is a, Coach Stoops has built a staff that – they don't win under eight games anymore. And I know that doesn't seem a lot for Auburn fans, but for a team that he took over that was winning two games a year, I mean, I think that this team just gets underrated a lot. I know the opening spread was around 14. I mean, I just don't I don't think so. I just think that we are being underrated. I think the Auburn team is better than us probably if you look at the stats and it being at Auburn. But I think it's going to be the game to watch of the week in the country, I personally think. And I think that it's going to be close. And I think that they, Auburn does have an edge, but I don't think it's as big as some of the national media and maybe the Vegas lines are putting us at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we. Uh, I think actually Zach and I both agree with you. Um, pretty much everything that you said, uh, we actually posed the question on one of our episodes the other day just about, you know, at what point do, do Kentucky's seasons that they're ripping off become – like not unexpected. Yeah, it just becomes who they are at some point. I think you guys yeah. are there. And I think so too. If you look, if you look last year, if we get the play on fourth and one against Florida, uh, when we didn't get it, and then they got the ball back and scored the touchdown and beat us, we don't get that. Or if we get on the one yard line against Tennessee, you're looking at back to back ten win seasons for a program that also lost some games because we had a guy named Sawyer Smith in there. That before we realized, that, oh, you play Lynn Bowden at quarterback. I mean, you look at the season before, we went 10-3, and three, and if we would have beat Georgia, we'd have been in the SEC championship. And that's not a lot for somebody like an Auburn fan, but Kentucky rips off at least eight wins every single year. And when do people start respecting that? We're ending in the polls ranked every year. Not last year, the year before, we're in the top ten, and we're still 
ending up every season starting out unranked. We're still way opening up against the team that lost a lot as a 14-point underdog. I just it, it's starting to become like I don't understand the disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like I was mm-hmm. even watching Monday Night Football the other night, and like the one of the commentators said, yeah, that guy needs to realize he's not at Kentucky anymore. I, I don't even remember the play it was on. I was just like, what the heck? Like you know what I'm saying? Like the, <laughs> mm-hmm. like we. What did we do to deserve this disrespect? We just we win the games we should, and we're close in the games that we probably shouldn't be in. Uh, but I don't know what you guys' perspective is. I haven't made my pick on our radio show tonight. I'm going to make my pick on the game. I'm still undecided who I'm going to choose. Uh, but I do think that some of the disrespect that we're gaining, and I know it's starting to become a little bit of a popular thing on like SEC Network to pick Kentucky. Uh, but you know, like I'm I'm with you guys. I I don't know who I pick as the favorite in this game. But I don't. I think it's going to be closer than people think. You know what I'm saying? I just think, like I said, our question is going to be how healthy is Terry Wilson? We've seen him do it before, but how healthy is he? Yeah, I think the big. That's definitely the big question, and and I think that we've seen Kentucky become a a sexier and sexier kind of underdog pick uh, for this weekend, and you know I think a lot of Auburn fans will kind of relate to the little. I don't want to call it a rant. It wasn't really a rant, but the. The things that you were just saying, kind of in basketball, though, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that I Auburn fans that and Kentucky fans are in kind of the opposite boat during basketball season, where you know Kentucky is obviously well deserved all the respect that they get, and Auburn basketball was so bad for so long, but the last couple seasons has just been absolutely incredible. And then the rankings come out for the preseason this year, and Alabama's in them, and Auburn's not. And kind of like what you said about Louisville is Auburn fans are sitting around saying Alabama basketball hasn't been good in forever. And Auburn has won 20 games the last two seasons and Alabama hasn't. So like, what's going on? And yeah. um, uh, I hope that, you know, those things turn around for both because Zach and I were talking the other day. Kentucky might be the third best program in the SEC right now, not just team, but program. Yeah. And, that's, and that's I think that, that I you know, really, if Kentucky can pull off a win this weekend, they're they're set up pretty well in the East. I think so as well. And I think that it's it's I think that Kentucky, if they can win this game, and then they go in to get some of the easier teams out of there. If somehow Kentucky wins this game, you're looking, man, this team is this team probably will beat Ole Miss. This team probably will beat Mississippi State. This team probably will beat some of the next games ahead. And I'm just thinking, like, you know. When are we going to start to get respect? If we somehow break off this game, if we somehow win against Auburn Saturday, you look—you could look at Kentucky starting out, you know, three, four, and zero going into the Georgia game. You know what I'm saying? In an All SEC schedule, when when do people start realizing that? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the thing that, like, you know, we're a couple plays away last year from just being an absolute another ten win season, and. I think that people are going to start realizing it. I think if Kentucky can find a way to win Saturday, people are going to start realizing, oh, this team is for real. This has been four or five straight years of this. Mark Stoops is one of the best up-and-coming coaches in the country, and I think that people are going to start realizing it very soon. But I'm not discrediting Auburn. Auburn's got a great thing established. You've got a great coach. You've got a great quarterback. You did lose some on the offensive line, but that defense is still going to be really good. And I think it's going to be a really good game. And I still just am in awe that it opened as high of a spread as it did. Sure. Dylan, uh, last question. I normally uh, wrap things up asking for a prediction, but I'm going to let you do that on your radio show. I think that's fitting. Um, so my, my final question to you, man, is um, if you could give us, you know, Auburn fans listening to this show, if you could give them 
one player on offense and one player on defense. Not a super well-known guy, but just a guy's like, hey, this guy could impact the game. Uh, if you could give me one on offense, one on defense. One on offense, I think, is Chris Rodriguez. I don't know. Do you guys know him very well? I don't know how much people know him outside. I'm unfamiliar with him. Tell me about him. Uh, Kentucky, the way they're going to do the offense this year is it's going to be run heavy because Terry can run. And then we, we run three running backs. We don't really have a set starting running back. Uh, like when the depth chart comes up, this guy's ranked as third, but he gets probably the most carries. We have a catching back, a, a guy who catches a lot out of the backfield. We have a speed back, and then Chris Rodriguez is the power back. And, and the last four or five games last year, he got over 100 yards rushing as a freshman. Um, and I know that we were a run-heavy team last year. I think that's the guy to watch. He is a freshman. Him and uh, he, he shares carries with a guy named Cavassier Smoke, who was a sophomore. They're both sophomores now. Mm-hmm. But Chris Rodriguez is the guy you're really going to want to watch for on offense because I know Kentucky fans think that this guy's got a really, really, really bright future ahead of him. He, you know, in the last few games, he scored seven or eight touchdowns there to end, or six or seven touchdowns to end his season. And he was really starting to come on as a freshman. So, and I think as much as we're going to run the ball, and as strong as our offensive line is, he really likes to run between the tackles and power it through. And I think you could see him break up some yardage. And then on defense, I, I'm going to say with DeAndre Square, I know that I said there's some questions in that linebacker core because it's not as deep as it's usually been. But Square really commands the field and really likes to, uh, I think with as good as Bo Nix is, I think they're really going to rely on him as he's the captain of the defense. But a lot of, not a ton of people know who he is. A lot of guys maybe know who Gustav Corker is or Quentin Bohanna, a lot of those, uh, Boogie Watson, a lot of those guys. But I think the guy you're going to want to watch for is DeAndre Square. And uh, I, I, I was driving thinking that we probably don't have a lot of the same fan base. I honestly, man, have been torn all week on this game, all week. But I think in the end, Kentucky's going to try to find a way to win. And I'm not just saying that because I cover them. Because I, last year I picked us to lose a lot, you know what I mean, and I'm going to sure. be picking week four for us to lose to Tennessee because we never, ever, ever beat Tennessee. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Kentucky by maybe three or four on this this game, maybe the, you know the touchdown differential or something like that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Kentucky by three or four. I think Mark Stoops and the crew are going to find a way to pull it out. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would draw national attention and it would make a, a lot of Auburn folks very upset. But we'll, we'll see what happens, yeah. man. Uh, you know, for all the folks listening and they want to get their uh, their dose of Kentucky coverage, kind of peek behind enemy lines and see uh, kind of some of your stories, where can they go to find all of your content, man? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at DylanBallard underscore UK. Uh, and I've also got articles releasing tonight on BorderlineSports.org and on ACofBlue.com. Uh, so I cover on both of those outlets. And then you can also catch me on Twitter. Uh, so uh, that's uh, I'm excited, guys, about the season kicking off. I think we all are ready for some good SEC football. Oh, Saturday can't get here uh, soon enough. Thank you so much for your time, brother. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back tomorrow. Be sure to tune in. It's a Ferg Friday as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer is scheduled to join us right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.